everyone, and a pleasant good evening wherever you are. My name is Mike Cisneros, and you have joined us again for another exciting edition of Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I am joined, as always, by the man who is synonymous with Anonymous, the man from anywhere and nowhere. At the same time, please welcome from the gnarlygnome.com, the gnarly gnome. Thank you very much. Cheers. And we have a very, very special edition. You know, I keep saying we have big shows. We've been having big shows lately. I mean, we had a bunch of huge, gigantic shows. And tonight is absolutely no different because tonight, since he brewcast for the first time in our history, of course, we've only been around for about a year, a little, little less than a year and a half, we are an official member of Cincinnati Beer Week. And joining us from the Cincinnati Beer Week organization, a member of the board, uh, he's been on a couple of other past shows, and we'd like to welcome Chris Nascimento in, too, Cincy Brewcast. Chris, welcome. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, Tina Cisneros is not with us tonight, unfortunately. She had to pick up a shift at the Overlook Lodge, so she is... Uh, is making money just just like my girl so <laughs> so uh sitting in for her as a special guest host tonight from the newly opened darkness brewing company in bellevue kentucky please welcome eric bosler eric congratulations you are you are the latest guest host of cincy brewcast thank you and uh tell us a little bit about the place real quick you guys opened a week ago uh, saturday and uh things things going well yeah 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 soft opening still uh, uh about a week or two in the brewing process so we just full of guest taps right now just trying to get people in work out the kinks well we hope you enjoy joining us tonight and trying some of these delicious beers because what we have tonight is we have all five through the offices of myself chris nascimento uh colin michael ryan from uh blank slate gamal neji from rivertown brewing company and joining us at some point here in the near future is going to be steve shaw also from cellar dweller he uh committed to be here he probably fighting track traffic or something like that but we'll work him into the program uh, as we go along colin gamel welcome to the show thank, thank you, you for having us and uh we have all five cincinnati beer week collaboration beers i was running around uh, i'm sure as everyone else was today uh, like a chicken with my head cut off but i did get to try a lot of fun beers and a lot of good stuff especially at eight ball uh when they were you know, Mitch Darty there, and he's just, hey, try this one. Hey, try this one. Hey, try this one. <laughs> so uh, they had a lot of really good stuff. Uh, but first of all, I wanted to talk to Chris uh, real quick about Cincinnati Beer Week. And I know Gamel uh, Lindsey Roper from Rivertown was one of the key uh, persons uh, at the beginning of it. This is the fifth year. So, Chris, if you can just tell us about it uh, kind of a little bit from the beginning. Uh, give us the five-minute version of the two-hour story. Uh, well, uh, Cincinnati Beer Week is actually the idea of Lindsey Roper and uh, Jay Ashmore, who's uh, Dutch's. A lot of people know him from there. At the time, he was with Stone Brewing, and Lindsey was Lindsey Bonadonna with Goose Island. So many job changes within the industry since then. But they had a conversation that a lot of people have been thinking about, about having a beer week. And they decided to get together some different people. Uh, reached out to some people I knew that was enthusiastic about craft beer and uh, reached out to myself, uh, Craig Johnson with Cincy Beer Fest, uh, along with Greg Wilson, who was at the time with uh, Premium Distributing, um, another gentleman by the name of Adam Blankovic. He is uh, with Stoneburn now. Um, at the time, he was with Cavalier Distributing, uh, along with Tom and Carla from Hopperatives. 
And uh, we basically kind of formed an impromptu uh, organizing committee and had a meeting back in April of 2011 where uh, the meeting just kept kind of growing and growing, asking people if they're interested in being part of Beer Week. And it actually was originally one location. I had to change to Nicholson downtown to be able to fit everybody who came to it. It was on Bachfest weekend. Surprisingly, people were relatively uh, awake and not too hungover. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that is where, where beer was formed. Basically, a lot of people are just passionate about great beer and community and want to see, see it happen here. Uh, so the idea is to create a welcoming environment for people to get out and explore craft beer, help build community, and learn a, learn a bit of it more about it. So, is it? Uh, let me ask you this: is is it geared more toward the brewers and, and breweries themselves, or is it geared more toward some of the other license holders, places that maybe that you know that can carry all five beers, for instance, at once, or? It's really geared towards uh, the consumer, the craft beer drinker, more than anything else. So um, we have basically different participants, uh, you know, whether they're registered venue as far as a bar or a bottle shop or a homebrew club or like USNC Brewcast. There are a lot of different uh, important pieces that make this happen. But really, it wouldn't happen without you and it would not happen with the people that are enthusiastic about drinking well-crafted beer here in Cincinnati five years five beers and eric is sitting over there and there's those guys and municipal and street side and nine giant and uh forgive me if i'm uh, if I miss anybody woodburn and on and on and on that's a whole that's a whole nother team next year i guess <laughs> yeah um you know that's one thing that when cincinnati beer week started really cincinnati was just kind of on the cusp there's a really a beer renaissance happening in the area and, and we kind of saw it uh, you know Rivertown was just starting up Mount Carmel had been around for a little bit Christian Marlon was just getting ready to get opened up here and start bringing again in Cincinnati um, but every year it's been incredible the number of new breweries are coming along and just making some great beer so uh, when we started at uh, two we in year two we had something called the Taproom Trolley Tour and uh, that was very popular at the time and uh but now logistically to get people to every participating brewery that's that's a tough job yeah, there's yeah. too many Kamel, colin what does it mean and, and i wish steve were here I, I might maybe i'll ask him this question later when he gets here what does it mean to the breweries to be a part of something like this and you know to be sort and especially to collaborate with your fellow brewers on on you know particular beers and and <clears throat> Uh, I, I think it kind of goes back to the essence of what the whole beer week thing is about in general. It's, it's, yes, it is bringing the, um, um, the populace in and making them realize that it's not, we're obviously competing for shelf space, but at the end of the day, there, there's a bunch of friends intermingled from brewery to brewery. And I think it's a good opportunity for these, for the people drinking craft beer coming into it to see that, you know, there's a camaraderie around to it. Yes, we're making a living at it. Yes, you know, we're, uh, keeping our families fed and housed and everything else but at the end of the day I mean it's really about the beer and it's about getting to know each other so if we can show them I think as an example that you know if we could put business aside once a year or a couple times a year because there's other people who collaborate throughout the year and and come up with something uniform and say this is this is for you and we're doing this together and I think we had a great event at, at Ryan guys yeah, to uh, pick the teams and you know I think yeah, I think more people, the the, uh, the craft beer enthusiasts and drinkers, I think they need to see that more and maybe 
uh, tame down on some of the pitting. Um, sometimes I've seen, and this is before I got in the industry too, I've seen like, oh, this brewery's better than that brewery. And, that. and at the end of the day, it's like these breweries are all all friends at sure. the end. So so the whole pitting thing kind of gets weird. So hopefully it's a good example that, look, you know, you know, the business side of it aside, you know, we're this needs to survive. This needs to be healthy. We're willing to work together to be healthy, and we do it not because we're forced to, but because it's for the good right. of the industry. It's for yeah. the good of the product, and it's for the good of the community. Yeah, Colleagues. I mean, pretty much throughout the year, we do collaborate with a lot of other breweries on either different projects or um, more or less just resources with uh, different yeast strands. Who's got what hops at what time? Um, we're low on. Uh, grain for a brew day one day so we'll call up a friend and then we'll trade that back sure. when order order comes in so um, it kind of just brings it full circle for us to kind of trade teams off and do stuff like that as well so it's not just the same four or five breweries mm-hmm. getting together um, and then it also goes down to the retailer as wanting to participate in keeping all of us on the shelves year-round mm-hmm. um, it makes sense for them to kind of celebrate all of us being on like you know, five to six different tap handles if they've got it, kind of thing. So yeah, if you're if you're gonna squeeze somebody in town, that it it shouldn't be one of the local breweries, hopefully, and hopefully we can show that you know we can all play together well. Um, it, it, <laughs> right. It'll it'll right. it'll translate out into other things. And like you said, yeah, there's you know I I've, I've witnessed even from our side, you know, where you know we have a we have a buying power, especially when it comes to barrels and and uh, and and racks and things like that. You know, we usually when we're ordering, we can always order whatever that ridiculous minimum is. So um, there's been plenty of times. Um, people have reached out to us and hey next time you place out order and you know we've we've done the same thing you know we've reached out to other breweries and asked questions for things that we're not in the everyday of you know and it's not of it's not to undermine you or put you it's just to gain some knowledge from somebody who's doing it and understand where it is and then we can do our ROI and say that works for us it doesn't work for us and you know at least have an understanding or hey you know I just need this for this one tiny project when next time you place your order can we jump on or vice cool. versa. So it's 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 a lot friendlier behind the scenes, and I think sometimes it gets made out to be. Colleagues, I mean, that's basically what that appears. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, we're all each other's own critics. Like we're very worried about putting certain things out in the market and seeing what the feedback is, especially mm-hmm. if we're overlapping interpretations of styles and using the same ingredients, kind of thing. So um, it's really interesting to get feedback from both the general public and from both you know, your colleagues and your friends in the industry, and then uh, just kind of figure out if you continue that specific style of beer or if you want to just keep experimenting with different other uh, variations. But, I mean, we're also just ch- uh, trading a lot of knowledge, really, mm-hmm. um, especially with the older sour programs. We're in the process of starting ours, and uh, um, we're just basically always just talking about, you know, shop and lab and stuff like that. So, well, I mean, while I was at... Hate ball today picking up the collab scott yeah. came in and 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 was i don't know i don't oh, i don't, yeah, don't yeah. want to i don't want to talk out of school <laughs> but was talking about something that you guys have coming up big uh next month uh with your packaging yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh he was talking to mitch darty and mitch was like hey you know uh 
one of the guys, one of my guys is real good with canning. And if you need anybody to come over and give you a hand yeah. with what you got, you know, he, you know, he knows a lot of the different systems on and on and on, you know, just let me know and I'll be happy to send him over and you can have him for the day. And we've gotten or, multiple feedback and, from that, that from a couple uh, of other brewers yeah, as well too. And so. that is so cool. I mean, that's just great. So, uh, you know what, um, I'll tell you what, we are about 15 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to get down to business with the liquid. So we will be back here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Do you love craft beer and playing around with golf with your friends? How about delicious barbecue and live music? If so, then we'd like to invite you to join us for the inaugural Brewers Charity Golf Classic on Monday, October 3rd at Becky Ridge Golf Club in Westchester, Ohio. The Brewers Charity Golf Classic will benefit local charities and feature some of Greater Cincinnati's top breweries. Craft Brewers will be set up on the course during tournament play and at the 19th Hole Taste Celebration featuring delicious barbecue and great live music. This is a two-man scramble, so we invite you and your golfing or drinking buddy to register online at www.brewersopen.com. If you're not a golfer, no problem. You can still come join us for the 19th Hole Taste Celebration, featuring over 36 premium craft beers, tasty barbecue, and live music, all for a great cause. To register your team or purchase your 19th Hole Taste Celebration ticket, visit us online for all the fabulous details. www.brewersopen.com. Hello, Periscope. We're busy pouring beers. <laughs> we are, we're not talking, we're pouring beers. This is Sorry. Steve Schaff. <laughs> this is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. From the beer fridge. On that is amazing. Let's drink. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. Colin brought this from Blank Slate today. This is the collaboration from, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, Blank Slate. So yeah, uh, Blank Slate was part of our team there. <laughs> That's the only the one other. I remember. <laughs> Blank Slate, um, Bad Tom, Caps and Ryan Guys. Oh, sorry, yeah. Caps and Ryan Guys? Yep. Saison de 513. Yeah, we wanted to, uh, we were just throwing out names, throwing out names of what to name it. And then uh, uh, the guys at Bad Tom had to step out and just go down the street for some business at their brewery. And then they walked in, they were like, so what's everybody talking about? And we were talking about, oh, we're just thinking about the name. And uh, Kevin's like, yeah, something with uh, Kevin from Taft Ale House. He was like, yeah, something that has to do with Cincinnati. I was like, yeah, something like Saison to 513. And they all just looked at each other like, yeah, that one works. <laughs> yeah, like, something okay, kind of like cool. that. <laughs> I was like, all right. So it's a, um, we drafted from the board German hops, which we used uh, Hall Melon, which we got from Rheingeist. Uh, we used Biscuit Malt, just a little bit of it. And then it's uh, traditionally a uh, German Pilsner Malt and a little bit of white wheat, uh, just to keep it traditional. And then it's a French Saison yeast that uh, Taft and us have used back and forth from time to time just to kind of keep the generations going. So that's, uh, I think it comes around about, uh, uh, check the gravity last, I think it's 6.3%. Poblano is one of my favorite peppers, so yeah. I love the nose on it. And you're right, there's not a lot of, uh, yeah, there's no it tastes like a fresh then. pepper as yeah. opposed yeah. to like getting like a heat bomb or You're anything. getting more of that sweet fruit, like when you roast out the poblano, you're getting that little bit of sweetness on it. Flavor is wonderful. 
it, the pe- pepper flavor really comes through well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't overpower these. But it doesn't though. overpower. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah, and it's a nice peppery yeast strand too. So, and it, uh, it attenuates really dry, which is really nice. But uh, yeah, I like that. There's a little it. bit of sweetness from like kind of the esters of the little floral notes you get from the yeast as well. So, but yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with the results. Eric, I like it a lot. Tastes like more. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, without the heat, it's, it'll be nice for the summer as opposed to uh, um, kind of feeling like it'll be more in the fall-winter direction if, it, if it's it, too intense with the it, heat right now. It has that little capiscum bitterness kind of right at the very finish. It's not really hot. It's just got that little that little tingle, that little bitterness. Yeah, it almost you... feels like there's a kick there. But Yeah, yeah. It's there, it's there, but it doesn't kind of smack you in the face of heat. Yeah, it's subtle. And what heat is there, I mean, just a little bit, gets you sweating a little bit, cool down in the summertime. It's, it's not overwhelming. It's uh-huh. very flavorful. I would uh, definitely grill or have a little cookout with this beer, that's for sure. A- any stories behind the collaboration besides the uh, name itself uh, as far as, uh, uh, you know, what exactly was discussed or something interesting? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where uh, we were kind of thinking about, like, um, we've collaborated with Kevin Morlon before, so um, Scott and, I, and the, Scott and Kevin have a really close relationship. So basically, they were kind of thinking, like, yeah, Saison would be pretty cool because we both would have that yeast around. And then uh, from just looking at who had what, um, Ryan Geist was like, we pick a hop, we, we can get you it pretty much. And then... Yeah. Uh, um, we were kind of like, well, German hops is something that we've never really worked before with uh, newer strands like Hall Melon and stuff like that. So, um, And then uh, we were wanting a certain malt, and then Biscuit was our substitute. And uh, so we we just kind of gave it a little bit of a flaky, um, grainy kind of texture sure. on it. But we didn't go sure. overwhelmingly Biscuit malt on it. So. Excellent, excellent. But yeah, um, let's get let's get the next one out because we want to keep it going. Uh, I got to get up, uh, so maybe somebody can talk. <laughs> we're sorry, Periscope. We're working on the sound issue. Right now. This is one. This is one that I tried this afternoon. That mic isn't on. But... <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's this one's on. It is now. This is one that I went over to Mount Carmel and picked up. Um, uh, Chris Siegman was there, uh, and he gave me a uh, a little half half a glass of it as he was pouring the uh, growler for me. And I have to say, this one is, I think is fantastic. It is the uh, fruit of our labors, the uh, IPA with peach and apricot, hmm. and I think everybody's gonna. I think everybody's going to really dig this. Nice. 50 West, uh, Fibonacci, and Cellar Dweller with a collaboration. Everybody's going to dig this, baby. You want a fresh glass, guys? Or? Yeah. Yeah, probably for the pepper one. Pepper. And they, um, on this one, they drafted, what, let's see, IPA, Crystal Malt, Pacific Northwest Hops, and Fruit. Oh. So the Fruit Unexpected. was, yeah, and I nice. mean, you, can, you can get the now Fruit, we're talking. I mean... It still has some really nice kind of danky hop aromas too mm-hmm. that kind of sit in there. It's not just a mm-hmm. overly fruited kind of IPA, but but the hops, I mean, and the aroma, the the it really complements the hops nicely. Right. It might also be a little different because it's been in the uh, ice for quite some time uh, since I got home this afternoon with it. That apricot's real subtle, but it's nice. 
And the dankness of the hops oh, yeah. just kind of melds with it. Huh, that's fun. It, it stopped? Sure. Okay. So those are the kind of IPAs I can get behind. Um, I, I continue to drink them over and over again just to kind of to understand why people like them as much as they do. <laughs> and uh, whenever I find the floral ones and the fruity ones, and by fruity I mean just like the ones you get more of the uh, – the, the grapefruit meat, not the grapefruit rind. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the ones I kind of appeal to because there's still some refreshness to it. When I get all the ones that are super bitter, I just can't figure out why yeah. people just will sit there and just chug them after and stare me right in the face, <laughs> like, look, I'm going to drink this and you're going to watch me. It's like, it's too much for me. Yeah, but I'd that's, say I'm that's more good. on the balanced, nice. yeah. balanced or late edition, yeah. not too many IBUs uh, right. to kind of um, more or less just like that uh, West Coast style is mm-hmm. like, it either hits or miss depending on the breweries down in that region. And then, um, yeah, the, it, the more flavor you can pull out of the hop, then I'm uh, more on in favor of that kind of IPA. That's, so. that's what's yeah. neat to me, too, about some some fruit IPAs is that you can use that fruit to pull out certain things from the hops that you wouldn't get otherwise. Right. Whereas sometimes it's almost they're covering up the hops. And, I, you know, I like something like this where it, yeah. um, it, it almost makes it more of a showcase of of hops well, than it would some be of the big beers i mean ibu wise when you're talking people are trying to go anything over 110 120 ibus that's the most a human palate can even perceive anything beyond that it's just marketing to have the flavor to have that balance from the hops is important yeah but there's still that that bitterness and that bite that right. i mean ibus aside i mean i when i first started drinking ipas and trying to find that What's you know what's the IBU? I was using IBUs to find where I typically will know. Okay, if I get that, I'm probably gonna like it. And I knew that there was a certain point, but you know I've had 95 IBU IPAs that typically I wouldn't like because I don't like super bitter, and I actually liked it because the floor the the mix it was yeah. you know floral. It's actually you'd want to sit there and the smell it because flavor. it was delicious, and you and you got that almost slightly sweet quality from the hops um, that were in there too. So it's that's what I tend to lean towards. Yeah, it pertains to just especially how much sugars you yield. You can increase okay. your IBUs. I mean, we we classify uh, Long Way Home as um, over 100 IBUs, but it's a 10.2% black IPA. So it's got more of that malt character and a, lo- a lot more sugars to uh, kind of balance out and justify up in the ante in order to balance out flavor and bitterness with that beer. So it's also interesting to me, you got some of these session IPAs, you know, like little Sippa or something mm-hmm. like that to where it's not necessarily high IBUs, but that it's still, I perceive it as more bitter than some of those. Really yeah. I was going to say the same thing. It's like a little sip is 55, 55 IBU and insurrection is 95. And I will prefer to drink insurrection over a little sip of more times than not. Right. Just because there's more of a floral note, even though the IBU is higher, it's it's a little easier on the palate for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're liking that punch of IPAs, I mean, that's a that's that's a good low alcohol beer to have that will surprise you with the punch of the mm-hmm. bitterness too. So. And if you put a little splash of orange soda in it, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you got that, you got that at the groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, I saw that experiment, uh, but I didn't try it myself. Oh my god, it was good. <laughs> Well, we just did uh, yesterday for the kickoff of Beer Week. We we mixed a little bit of uh, I don't know if it was orange juice, orange flavoring, in with some insurrection. So that was one of the uh, the first tooled beers. Yeah. So I, so before I left today, I ran over to the brewery and 
Were you doing just by the glass infusion, or no? It's it's uh, doctor to keg. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So we uh, we we inoculated the keg with it. So we have a few coming out this uh, this week. We have a a wintergreen Robling, I think, coming out, or a, a, a mint Robling that's going to come out. That we have that uh, sounds real good. And then obviously, Divergent is just that beer you can do almost anything with and not get wrong. So we're going to do like a cherry yeah. and a pineapple and something else. I think. Yeah. Gotcha. So we have a few what's different a few different fun things we're going to do as far as the. As far as divergent goes, now you're fine. But, um, this is nice, and I mean, there's a nice dankness to this, but I mean, the peaches there, this is really well done. It's also not one that will sell well, unfortunately. The hop flavor that's there is not something that's going to last, but man, this well, I is. Could, I could help him kill the keg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know what the alcohol is on it? Uh, the alcohol on this one is 7.1%. 7. 7. 7. Wow, nice. Yeah, it and doesn't drink like that. 48 no, IBUs. Yeah. And That's how many? 48 IBUs. Oh, okay. See, now, okay. Yeah. yeah, you read that, and I, I would think it would make it a little bit higher. Yeah. yeah. There's a little, little bit more of a bite than that, but... Uh. Wow. Another one well done. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Periscope. We missed you. This is amazing challenges here, because, I mean, not one collaboration beer, but five of them. It's, so much work well, for the teams. I mean, it really challenges. Um, how do you feel it challenges your your brewing skills and your brewing abilities? Um, I would say, in the sense, I mean, since we hosted, uh, it was kind of more or less of uh, showing the other guys how our system works, um, as opposed to us going to one of the other places and then kind of just seeing how their bells and whistles go around. So um, that was kind of the learning experience in the sense of just basically talking about how they're. People are um, expanding, going through their processes. Um, I, I mean, Bad Tom, Ryan Geist, and Taft all seem to be going through some type of growth and development right now. Yeah. So um, we're all basically just in that phase. And then uh, um, we've made a couple of saisons before, so we kind of felt comfortable in that wheelhouse. And uh, um, we've done a couple of other kind of pepper infusions with single kegs and stuff like that. So um, it was kind of... Uh, playing it safe but at the same time having the resources that we all could really bring it to the table as opposed to people just showing up and then one brewery sourcing it all together so that's uh that's why i like that it's broken off into uh, separate teams so there's um more of that and uh kind of having fun with it as opposed to just one brewery brewing one big batch and then hoping that they'll be able to you know go through the distributor and sell it all all together we all can kind of trade off and do the burden and the promotion so, so everybody gets it's, the collaboration is more there there's uh more for each brewer that's involved in this process yeah too. yeah um it's fortunate for us we were able to brew it so we can have it at our place but then the other breweries that collaborated with it um will be able to buy it in and put it on or have it at their festivals and stuff like that uh, later down in the summer so that, that should uh um take the load off of it. one bigger brewery having to kind of do it all all together kind of thing so did i say that i like this beer yeah. <laughs> yes. i think right. I, I think you hit on a good point though too with the smaller groups it gave everybody an opportunity to learn somebody new because it was a it was a wild card you know scramble there was the five there were five captains and you know you had an opportunity i think to work with a different mindset as opposed to people kind of getting lost and sitting in the back and you know saying you're a part of it and you know, you're just um, one of the 30 Everybody was an active participant. Yeah, yeah. 
I know I, I was there for the I was there for the drawing part of it, but unfortunately my schedule kept me away from the brewing part. I don't brew anyhow. So that'd probably be a disaster inside <laughs> of one of these things anyhow. But uh, I can, can talk about the beer and sell the beer. You were, but, you uh, were hell on that keg cart though at the uh, at the. I had a bruise. Had a bruise on my ass for about a week and a half. <laughs> Did you have to eat the conies? Is that? Uh, yes. Oh, was, so uh, you were taken down by Bob well, I Boss. Vo- I volunteered uh, for it, but uh, I didn't realize that they. Uh, they were been hanging around noon. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, uh, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, we got three more beers to get to. And um, since we got Periscope back and we have our Facebook Live also and our Google Plus, uh, we want to mention to everybody that if you can see, this is the incredibly sexy, by the way, uh, Cincinnati Beer Week 2016 glass. Um, Sexy yet efficient. Will they be available? Efficient. <laughs> will they be available at the vendors? Uh, Some places around town or? will have avail- have them available for purchase. Other places will include them as part of an event they're doing. So, not every location is going to have them available to give away or sell. But uh, there are some places around town. <laughs> check check out for participating vendors. Periscope's being inappropriate. Well, we will be giving a pair of these away, at least one tonight, and we will also be trying to give away a couple more pairs as the week goes on. So we haven't exactly... Send us a good question on Periscope, Facebook Live, or uh, Google+, and we'll pick the best one, and we'll send you guys a pair of the Cincinnati Beer Week. Uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, glassware. Uh, I think they're... Collectors yeah, they're collectors. I, I mean, something different than just your typical everyday pint. So, and and I think it's a beautiful glass. So, uh, back with Chris Nascimento, Eric Bosler, Colin Michael Ryan, and Kamel Nagy, along with the gnarly gnome here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Right after this. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones, or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast. And be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. 
You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. Hey, I just wanted to mention to all of our fans to be sure to pick up the Cincinnati Beer Week 2016 edition of City Beat Magazine. In it, you'll find all the information on all of the CBW 16 events and a beautiful one-quarter page ad for us, Cincy Brewcast. We want to thank Josh Shuler and all the great folks at City Beat for working with us so we could debut our new branding in such a visible place. We also have some great collaborations coming up with City Beat, including a big show on July 11th to talk about Cincinnati Burger Week 2016, another CBW. They are co-sponsoring the week-long Burger Back in Aya along with Braxton Brewing Company. And what do you know, our friend Evan Rouse will be joining us that evening along with folks from City Beat and some of the participating restaurants at Cincinnati Burger Week 2016 with our friends from City Beat. And don't forget to pick up a copy of City Beat available in shops, bars, restaurants, and news boxes across the greater Cincinnati area. And we'd like to thank them once again for running us just a fantastic ad. If you can... There it is. For anybody who has... Um gotten the the, oh, the, the copy and, and read <laughs> it so far that is also the debut of our new logo so big thanks to tommy long too for that yes uh tommy long the, the check is in the mail tommy uh, <laughs> <laughs> no seriously uh and uh let's see one other thing i wanted to get to before we went to uh beer number three uh which is the uh collaboration that braxton hosted uh wednesday a special uh, edition of cincy brewcast on a special um, cincy brewcast we will be uh, uploading it uh, to podcast on Wednesday afternoon, and we will also be, I think, doing a live stream of the program back on, well, Periscope at least, and uh, maybe one of the other ones too. Uh, it is our Women in Craft, Cincinnati Craft Beer, uh, put, helped us, uh, Chris Nasimento helped us a great deal in putting this together. Uh, we have... Uh, a number of great ladies. Kim Eddy, former brewer and uh, Cincinnati craft beer enthusiast. Betty Bolas, of course, you know her from Fibonacci Brewing. Uh, Kat Finn from Girls Pine Out. Uh, Monica Bowles and Casey Coy from People Pints and Purpose. Jane Hamilton from Marty's Hops and Vines. And Lindsay Roper from Rivertown all join us, including a, a brief interview that I did with uh, Tina Cisneros uh, before we uh, aired that we could not air that during the program as we were recording it for various reasons of <laughs> Many of which we still do not understand, but uh, also, we will be bringing that to you uh, on the program. It's Wednesday, in. 3 p.m., Cincy Brewcast on Wednesday, the 22nd of June. Also, tune in to hear what it sounds like when a podcast literally falls apart during the show. <laughs> it is also known as the Titanic. It was held version. together like our, our stuff was literally held together by duct tape partway through the show. You may not be able to hear it, but we had a lot of fun on that. It was a nice show. We we got great. It was great content. It was falling apart technically, but co the content is 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 it, it was was right there the whole show. So you hear the iceberg, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's laughing as it's yes. crashing into. Yes. And drinking beer from the beer fridge. 
our next beer. This is a three out of five, and uh, this is the Braxton collaboration. Uh, I was at, down at Braxton today. I talked to uh, Evan Rouse, and, and uh, he put this together for us. Uh, remind us of all who was participated in this. And this is the uh, – is this Nectar? nectar? Yeah. This is Nectar. nectar. Uh, it's a Mexican lager with agave. Uh, it clocks in at 5.4 ABV and 18 IBUs. And the brewing team with this was Paradise Brewing, Rock Bottom, and Rivertown, collaborating with Braxton, the host brewery. And uh, this is nicely done. This is a great yeah, summer beer as well. Is, oh, yeah. And they, they drafted a lager slash pilsner uh, with Munich malt English Munich malt English hops and uh, a vegetable. Yeah. Which... We, were, we were trying to go initially. Uh, I think my one input was get the cucumber. Because I was thinking, you know, cucumber water after a good workout, uh-huh, it's uh-huh. nice. It would be kind of nice beer. And uh, when I was talking to, uh, I think it was Evan first, and he was saying that they were having a hard time getting uh, the cucumber approved for for beering or something like that. So they just had to kind of drop back a punt. And um, I think what they came up with is fantastic. I mean, it's it's a it's, wonderful beer. It's really good. It's a uh, very clean. It doesn't have a lot of aftertaste. Yeah. To me. But it's really very malty. clean, tasty, but yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah you get the malty. Munich malt for sure, and then it just finishes real crisp. Yeah, the Munich, there's a nice little sweetness with it. You know, this is a great beer. Like, if you have a friend <clears> that's <throat> not really been experiencing the different well-crafted beers, this is a great introductory beer for him, I think. Uh, you know, it's not going to be too intense, not too much in wild favors. It's going to be a little bit of a paradigm shift, but not overwhelming. Yeah. It's the first time well, paradigm time. shift has ever been used on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I drink. It, it tastes good. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you guys say that uh, Braxton hosted? Yes. Yeah. Fruit it? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Braxton hosted this one. Yeah, I've been uh, really happy with a lot of their loggers. Their uh, their igniter for Bachfest was really mm. really good. So their Maybach. Um, mm. When I had that down at the beer fest uh, hall, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'd say this one Bachfest. This was my favorite one. I think so. the uh, I think the the, the, the catalyst. Was, is on point the, and the, the Haven Hefeweizen I yeah. think all of their st- I mean you know but you know you've got Mr. Lager himself down there right. uh, yeah. taking care of business uh, along with Evan you've got Richard Dubay that guy could you know roll over on you know New Year's morning <laughs> out of his sleep and, and brew a, brew a, a world class lager yeah. so yeah with Hoffbrow and Moreland that's a good pedigree at, uh, for that does that make so. does that make does that kind of thing make everybody else want or need to do that kind of beer to make them challenge to make for instance blank slate does that make you want to challenge yourself with and i know you guys put together that that pilsner mosaic colch man is like that is the <laughs> shit it is my, that is my we jam. try to get it as quickly as possible <laughs> i had i was down there the other night and had two of them and i and just fan, just really fantastic i mean well when i was in retail i got um, I was asked a lot, like, what's your favorite beer style? And um, truly, I, I would say Kolsch is my favorite beer style. So um, that's why Pills and Mosaic was a smash beer last year. It was just something that I could educate the public about, um, kind of changing the definition of a hoppy beer, not always pertaining to the IBUs and how bitter or uh, IPA forward it is. And uh, also just have a really nice fruit forward hop that would complement a really good summer style beer. So. But uh, for Blank Slate, like, I think Scott, and especially our new guy Ryan, is um, challenging themselves on the sour side. And it's not necessarily a, a department I'm gravitating towards, but I would like to get into more lagering if I could. It's, it's a really, really tough style to make with uh, 
uh, having the yeast perform at such a low temperature. So um, both directions are very humbling when you're trying to learn both those processes right, throughout time. So, Chris, they, they, you had um, Cincinnati Beer Week in the wintertime the last four years. And that is uh, from the, I guess, aside from the Hostvit, which was the uh, Pilsner, that's, was that, that was a Pilsner, right? Um, Correct. Most of those were heavy sort of winter beer styles, barley wines and stouts and things like that. Now you have the five beers for five years summer, and they all seem to be real summer-oriented, real light drinking, real easy drinking beers. Uh, uh, that, that has to make things interesting and kind of changes things up. And I'm wondering if just from the brewer's standpoint, what – kept did anything keep you guys from doing darker beers or heavier beers or or um i think since we talked about like in the past years the styles that you just brought up like even the imperial pilsner that moorline did um i think we had the option of doing more of a summer offering or even just playing it practical in a sales standpoint of knowing what would be more appealing to the customer during that time of year um i'm sure later down the line we'll maybe do something that would be able to age better throughout the years but uh um we wanted to make sure you could enjoy it on the back patio as well as like in the air conditioning kind of thing yeah i know with our group when we were um when we were kind of like eyeballing up what the uh selections were and waiting our turn to pick you know i think we were kind of internally discussing like don't forget this is summertime let's Let's think about, you know, our top three choices of malt, top three choices of, you know, extra ingredient and different things like that. So I think, you know, at least with our group, I know we were kind of trying to pay attention to the fact that it was going to be June and it's going to be hot as hell. Yep. And making sure that, you know, I mean, Braxton makes a pretty phenomenal stout, you know, and I think we could have easily went that way too. Um, but at 90 some degrees, do you want to be drinking a heavy stout? Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't care about the temperature when it comes to drinking a beer I like to drink, but approachable to other people coming out to it if you're sitting at the middle of a park and there's a festival and you have a choice between five phenomenal, you know, Cincy Beer Week beers, you might not be gravitating towards that 10% stout that's going to weigh on you a little bit. Yeah, I was going to so. say that you can drink more than one. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those weirdos, though, especially now that there's five different beers that I want a packaged imperial style for cincinnati beer week you know, just i want i want something big and i want something dark and i want something in a package format that i can throw away in the cellar and next mm. year at cincy beer week and the week the year after that you know to be able to break it out and have these events with two verticals with friends and, what you're yeah. talking about yeah, yeah and I, I just I, and now that we have five beers I'm, I'm hoping that somebody kind of starts doing that a little bit when uh, when well, time comes and I think Colin even kind of just alluded to that just a few minutes ago, too, when he said, you know, eventually it'll probably get to a point where we can start thinking about celebrable beers. Right, right now, it's about the moment. It's about celebrating this week. So, you know, we kind of want people to drink the beer now. I mean, there's only one that really goes to package, especially going forward. I mean, last year, the previous years, there was always a package for the main collaboration with so many breweries and five different beers. If there's only going to be one going to package. It's kind of hard to tell that guy. You know, you don't really get to choose what you get to brew this time because you need to brew the celebrable one. Right. And if we get the format this kind of the same way, you even if you um, expand the playing Please. field, uh, I think you'll be able to kind of look back and be like, okay, we can't make this, this, and this because it's already been made. So we'll be able again to kind of challenge ourselves and be like, Thanks, like what dark style of beer can we make that'll be appealing in June, or can we make something that'll age better for? 
um, you know, make something in for beer week in June, but then uh, have it ready for winter beer fest. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, all these ideas we just get to trade around and just right. kind of talk about kind of things. So. And, and, and again, kind of going way back to that that initial com, you know conversation about what what beer week means to the breweries. I mean, stuff like that. Actually thinking about okay, how do we make it more than a week long? You know, how do we, let's brew that beer that gets cellared and its release is, is aged six months right. or seven months or whatever. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of potential here, but, you know, it it's just kind of great to hear, even like in this format, you know, the ideas that what, what this can mean going forward. So. You know, one of the things I think is exciting too is, I mean, this is the first time that Beer Week has occurred in summer. So it, it's a way to experience Beer Week differently for those of you that have been involved in past years and attending some of the winter events, you know, where there's ice sculptures going on, people drinking out of ice mugs, and right. cold stuff. This is a this is a change up, and it's a way for people. To Come on, multitask over there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting thirsty, man. Uh, this is uh, might probably digression. be my favorite. Um, I guess marketing or branding portion. I, I haven't seen a lot of of it from the other. But those branding geniuses over at Eight Ball put it together. <laughs> the name of the beer is the Birds and the Bees, and I don't know if you guys saw it or not. But there's uh, there's um, um, uh, Andrew's mom and dad explaining to young Andrew when he was a young child uh, <laughs> the Birds and the Bees <laughs> with the Eight Ball uh, uh, over their eyes, and I think that I thought that was just classic and genius. They and, are not a shy bunch over there. Yes. <laughs> Do you recall that conversation, Andrew? No. Oh, are you talking about no, me? Or was about Andrew, no, was yeah. Um, yeah, very clearly I recall that conversation with my mother. <laughs> this is the birds and the bees. And Mitch told me something really cool, that they were originally going to use black locust flower. Yeah. And at the last minute they ran into a farmer that said, I can get you a boatload of honeysuckle flower. So that's what they, that's what they used instead. So that kind of give it doubled down on the honey type uh flavoring i was excited about the black locusts but you know the black locusts that sounds interesting and i'm not knocking this at all this is nice but uh Mm. i i just something i haven't experienced before i'm curious what i like in beer and darkness brewing that would be right up your alley wouldn't it uh yeah yeah Yeah. and uh bellevue's full of black locusts (laughs) (laughs) um sweet but not too sweet Clean, not real heavy on the, not real heavy on aftertaste no. or, or, or or strong kind of a finish. Um, I heard some lady the other day talking about honey and saying that honey has other flavors beside the sweetness, and and you can kind of get, you can get, kind of get that out of this beer. I think it's it's really interesting. Do they draft honey malt? Was that what the yes uh, yes that was, was there. Some okay. style was Belgian. I think that was the malt, malt we wanted. Some and then citra got hops and flowers instead, but. You know, I think this one here, I, I want to let it warm up a little bit because I think it's going to get more, this flavor is going to become more distinct and complex as it warms up. That's what I, I love about honey in beer is that it does change so much when it warms up. When it, uh, I feel like when it's cold, you get more of that sweetness, and as it warms up, you start getting those other flavors that you're talking about that um, kind of start to... Take so on I get some more of the sweetness as it warms up, or, as the malt kind of really starts to shine and gets to move around a little bit. You get to taste a little bit more of the sugars coming out of it as it right. warms up. Well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably right. Because, wow. <laughs> Guys, keep drinking until you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. 
We should ex- we should explore this further. <laughs> yeah, I'll say honey malt. I mean, it's one of my favorite malts to use as even when I was a home brewer. It's just, I mean, you even just get into the bag of it and it's like freshly baked bread. It's really really yeah. nice. That's usually the one I whenever I give a tour at the brewery, I'll reach into the into the bin and grab a little handful of honey malt and start munching on, on it. it. Yeah, yeah, just walk around like hey, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, that's my sunflower seed, I guess. Well, you can, I mean, and it's just on feature in this in this particular in this particular one, and the particulars on that again. Uh, this one here is clocking in at six point eight percent ABV, wow. so it's it's got a little bit of warm, you know. <laughs> gotta be gotta be careful with this one because it goes down. Very it goes easy. right down, man. You know, eighteen IBUs, <clears throat> and uh, again, the uh, collaboration breweries were Moreline, Mash Coal, Old Firehouse, and Tap and Screw. Excellent. Can we give a shout out really quick to Mash Cult, one of those breweries that I think gets um, kind of passed over a little bit locally. People don't realize where they are and kind of what they're doing. Um, I I was just going to do the same thing. Actually, they they I've had a few beers from them now, and I've been I've been really uh, I don't want to say impressed because that sounds ignorant for some reason, but I I really enjoy what I've had from them so far. The, um, and, well, and, and they are very low-key. Consider this an open invitation, Mash Cult. We're here, uh, www.cincybrewcast.com, cincybrewcast at gmail.com. Shoot us, a, shoot us a line. We'll be happy to have you on and try some of your beers and let everybody know more about you guys. And, and, uh, and, and uh, that's the thing about Cincinnati, too. There's places, there's places that, that pe- people don't always, because Rock Bottom is a part of this. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, tap and screws, we mentioned before, mash cult. Um, Where is mash cult? So they're, they're in the back cult. of party, party town, party town. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, down it's, it's, uh, yeah, Jeff and right. Tony. Okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. They, we, they're just they're we'll tucked to into their little gravel yeah. station. There, there, there's where a, you get the beer. They have a beer. Uh, it's kind of named after. Um, Something like Super Troopers or something like that, and I tried to get it when I was at when I was at Altec. They had it on tap, and so I tried to come back around for it, and it was already gone. Something like um, Ramathorn or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Ramathorn yeah. Strat or something like that, and I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta try that. And I and I come back around, and it was already gone. It was like one of those special tapping beers, and it, it didn't last long. So they're they're one of those breweries that is kind of almost happy with not doing the same thing every time either they just kind of whatever strikes their fancy they throw up on tap and you know um, it yeah and there's and there's a good aspect of it and you know kind of going back to the whole community thing too i mean you know they're home brewers for the most part and they have that same essence i mean they're it's it's in the back of the shop and like you said i mean they can kind of come up with an idea brew it small batch goes out if it doesn't go to market i mean I, I feel like i get the impression that they're okay with that too because they have their own market with the store and the growler fill station and it's getting this little i mean cult it's getting this little cult following right. I mean, uh-huh. when, when people realize it where it is and where they can get it and when they can get it i mean it's you, you're getting Absolutely. a little yeah. a little thing kind of going with it so a little beer subculture going on there yeah right yeah, yeah. well we'd like to make them a little bit more mainstream so uh it, again uh, we'll, we'll try to get those guys on uh at some point here in the near future uh we're kind of late for a break uh, we're gonna take one right now on cincy brewcast the voice of cincy craft hi fans i want to tell you about the new apparel supplier to cincy brewcast pastura screen print mario pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. 
contact Mario or any of the pros at Pasteur Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pasture.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturescreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pasteur Screen Print. Hi, this is Danny Gold from Quaffillers in Greater Cincinnati. Hi, this is Brandon Hughes from Nine Giant Brewing in Pea Ridge. Hey, hi, this is Peanut from Eight Ball Brewing in Bellevue slash Newport. I'm Eric Bauman from Christian Moreland Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, this is Mitchell Doherty from Eight Ball Brewing in Northern Kentucky, Newport slash Bellevue. Hey, this is Mike Albaroff from Nine Giant Brewing in Pleasant Ridge. Hi, this is Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel Brewing Company in Mount Carmel, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Mike Cisneros along with uh, Colin Michael Ryan from Blank Slate, Eric Bosler from Darkness, Chris Natsamento from uh, from Cincinnati Beer Week 2016, and Gamal Nagy from Rivertown Brewing. Uh, There's my uh, chug video, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, there we go. It's controversial let's, with the chug video. Let's uh, start my, that shit. Uh, <laughs> And Gamel, we had we had you on last week. We talked to you guys uh, at your groundbreaking again. Thank you for that. What an awesome opportunity to be a part of such a uh, watershed moment, really, in uh, Cincinnati craft beer and in in the in the future of, of a city like Monroe, Ohio, and in your guys' mm. future. And 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 so neat to see the Ropers and the whole family and the whole group of you guys out there. Uh, Really having a good time with it, and and yeah. and, and and congratulations once thank again. You. We can't uh, we can't uh, thank you guys enough for letting us be a part of it. Well, thanks for coming out. It was um, it was a lot of fun. It's been a action packed week, <laughs> <laughs> you know, starting yes, yes. starting with Monday, and and then you know as soon as the grounds broke and you got a couple beers and you're like, oh crap, I gotta go back to work. Yeah, you know, like immediately <laughs> it's it, you're yeah, it's it's a different mode. So it's been it's been a wonderful week. It's been. Uh, we're excited. It seems you like know, you've been almost a world traveler at this point. Too. Every time I get on Facebook, it's uh, yeah. you here and there and kind of I, I, spreading Rivertown love across the, the country. Yeah, I, I get I get texts every now and then. It's like, I didn't know you were going to be in my neighborhood. Or, dude, when are we going to get together? It's like, I don't know. I, there's, I mean, there's literally, you know, it's like maybe next Tuesday. No, I don't get together on Tuesdays. I, I'm, I'm still looking for that week on myself, actually. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's the fun part of it. It's the... Uh, you know, if it if it slows down for me, I'll probably go insane more so than I am right now, just because it's you know I've locked into a to such a such a mode of of moving around so much that I think settling down at this point is going to be I'm going to feel like I'm not getting something done, and my level of self worth will probably fall off on my own. Increasing <laughs> like, oh. that momentum and inertia just got to keep building. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great things going on, and you know, I don't want to hog the broadcast because if I'm going to do that, I got some other cool stuff to talk about, but. Uh, um, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's in a very good way. I mean, it's it's good to be this busy, um, you know. And again, if all the if all the cogs, you know, fall into place, then it just means good things for for everybody. Cool, cool, very nice, very nice. Well, so, congratulations again. Thank you. Um, let me do this one more time, just because we paid for it already. From the beer fridge. <laughs> This is the Wait, final. You, you paid for that already? Uh, is know. that check in the mail too? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know it. Uh, this is the final uh, of the of the five for five years, and uh, the only one that was packaged. It's the over and under, over under, correct? Uh, lock, uh, lock, right? Logger, right? Uh, over and under. It's an amber, amber logger. logger uh, age of mulberry wood, and this is one here that 
I think I love the flavor. I think it's better enjoyed a little bit warm. So let this one warm up a little bit, and the mulberry wood flavor really comes through nicely. Well, I see. I think it depends on your mood. Yes, and, and I think we <laughs> talked about this when we were out at uh, at Incline Public House too, on how it's it's so much fun. And when we were at Dogberry, we talked about it a little bit. It's right. so much fun because it's it, it's very different beer when it's cold to where it's warm. And I don't know which one is the better way to drink it. It kind of. And again, some excellent breweries because that's what we have in Cincinnati. A lot of excellent breweries. And uh, Mad Tree uh, teamed up with Listerman, Urban Artifact, and Dogberry. So the host brew is Listerman. And uh, they did an excellent job. And, and very interesting. And it would have been interesting to have Brett or, or, or Josh or somebody from uh, Urban Artifact because the minute that the minute that you found out that Urban Artifact was going to be on a team with anybody, it went right to your head that, oh, they're going to do something you know, either out there, kind of crazy, kind of sour, or kind of tart or wild or whatever, and and so, you know, it. it I mean, to me, this shows a lot of chops for those guys, especially because they are able to come in and collaborate on something that is really accessible. And again, this is accessible. Ice cold, it's a crusher. You let it warm up a little bit, and all of a sudden, it just tur- turns into this malt bomb that you would think would be right at home inside a bourbon barrel somewhere. It's a, uh, yeah. something you can sit there <laughs> you know? and sip and enjoy. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. It's, again, lighter. It's a great beer for summer. That, that mulberry. And this is the beer. easily. This is easily the darkest. The darkest one. Mm-hmm. This is easily yeah, the darkest. And wasn't this? The, and this was two row only. Two row only. Well, well, I remember, uh, they used. Patrick told me what it was. It, it was, was like Kara X. It was some Wait, kind of or red X or something like that, yeah. so, which is technically a malted two row. So okay, that, I mean, but it was a single malt. I mean, it was. It was. I remember when it first came up, and they kind we, of played their cards right in the sense that they like, very did. They're, they're like, like oh, two, two row. row? Well, okay. We're gonna make an amber. Yeah. Everybody collectively, you hear like a anything. silence. And everybody's yeah. like, how are they gonna freaking make an amber? <laughs> <over two> row? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there was like that. I gotta see that beer. I gotta see mm-hmm. it. And, yeah, it's it's really well done. It's got a real unique flavor too. Yeah, well. and, and to your point, you know, you were saying like with Urban Artifact, obviously being sour being included, your you know your mind wants to go to oh well if they're going to be there or if we're going to be there if they're going to be there this certain style comes in. I think that's again the beauty of what's going on with with Cincy Beer Week is you know Urban Artifact can do more than sours. We can do more than sours. We can do more than you know stouts or, or whatever our thing is more than IPAs. And this is that opportunity to come out and say yeah I, I'm kind of this as far as how I'm known as a brewery, but we're still savvy. We're still, right. you know, we still know how to brew. We still mm-hmm. want to get out there and, and learn some different things. And, and it's a beauty, beautiful thing to kind of get out there and say, yeah, don't, don't put us in a box. You know, we may choose our, this is going to be our home style, but we can do other things. So. Really? I, I think that it comes through that you guys had fun with these beers that you came out and you played with them. You're having fun. You're enjoying what you're doing. They're creative. Uh, they're lively. Mm-hmm. And again, the, I think that uh, it came out really well. I think, uh, you know, in the prior years, we had some very good collaboration beers, but uh, the diversity of what we're having here and the creativity that you guys put into this, it's its amazing. And I think it's important to note, uh, I'm sure it's crossed everybody's mind, there's a little something for everyone here. I mean, if right. you're not an IPA person, there's something like this. If you Unless don't you like uh, Amber Lager. Stouts. Well... Just if you have, <laughs> I want my dark beer. <laughs> You're saying that no disease. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. right, right. No, my brought a stout for you. 
I'm going to come across did, the table actually. at you one of these days. You don't have to come across the table right next to each other. <laughs> but it's more dramatic if he comes all Sorry. the way over here and then dives over the table. <laughs> I look at a periscope. Yeah, well, that would be good. <laughs> if, but you won't be able to hear it. So. <laughs> you just get a loud Jeez. buzzing noise. <laughs> so, um, Chris, I, I kind of scared the hell out of you with this, with mentioning this question to you uh, at the uh, thing uh, we did a couple of se- uh, week ago Sunday, but uh, I'll put it the way that I think is is democratic. There's lots of events. There's lots of different things going on for Beer, beer Week. Obviously, uh, Cincinnati Cincinnati Beer Week. Dot com. CincinnatiBeerWeek.com. CincinnatiBeerWeek.com. So, yeah, there are many different types of events, uh, lots of great stuff. But check it out. There's something for you. Highlight just two or three maybe that you that you would be most interested in or something that, the, uh, that, that you know, somebody, maybe something for somebody that's new to craft beer that they might want to go check out and well, something for, for people that maybe what might I would be like a little to bit say, more involved. I, I, again, or, as a member of the board, I can't really pick favorites or ones uh, or highlight or whatever because they're all great events. Just, Everything talking to different just voice. Come to <laughs> what I would like to, to say is that I mean this is a time to get out and challenge yourself a little bit. This is a time to get out, explore something new, get out of your comfort zone. Doesn't have to be a big jump, just a just a little bit. Uh, try something different. Go out and try something new, and and get wrapped up into some of the great events that are happening here. I mean, either whether you're talking beer dinners or talking. Uh, homebrew classes or you're talking uh, basically comparisons of uh, different variations of a style there are many many different things to enjoy here and um, you know what would you guys say are some of your favorite events that you've seen on the well, there's there's special there's special releases I know that uh, Listerman's doing a bottle release on uh, Saturday so there's lots of releases there's lots of They're new beers that, that are coming tiramisu, online tiramisu whatever tiramisu Cincinnati uh, at oh. Jungle Gems mm. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a good opportunity that we're kind of overlooking too with Cincinnati Beer Week, and that's, you know, yeah, we're focusing on the beer and we're focusing on the partnership and the camaraderie and the behind the scenes. But you know, when we have retailers partnering with us too, this is an opportunity um, for the beer drinker to go out and try some restaurants and retailers that they have not tried before. You know, these are the people that you know have become our friends, have helped us live our dreams and keep our beer on tap, and and it's more than just hey, thanks for putting my beer on there. They have something of quality there, whether it's the service, uh, the amount of beers they serve, the food they have. I mean, so really look at the calendar. And I would say almost before choosing it because it's my beer or Colin's beer or somebody's there, really go look and say, hey, you know, I've never ate there before. Or I've never been inside that place. And they're hoping to host an event. So let me go there and let let me go experience beer week. But let me go experience the essence of what that particular place brings me you know i i think you know i don't want to get too always on the brewer side on it because i think without the retailers we're we're, we're pointless well and there's there are places you, know, you talk about um <laughs> goodfellas and mellow mushroom and places like that that have gone all out for beer week and they've mm-hmm. got events almost every single day where they're doing something with a different brewer and making a different dish to pair with it mm-hmm. and stuff like that jungle gyms has pint nights every single which not right. that not that jungle gyms needs more pint and, nights and, but but they're but they're, <laughs> but they're a good supporter of all the breweries around right. town it's, but, it's, yeah. it's a celebration of what and really, what there's beer is one more aspect that I think that people should look at, which is, this isn't just about the beer. It's about the community as well. And so one of the things that's great about it is that you have different charitable events. Well, and we got to give a shout out to, to Rivertown for right. the Brennan's Bucknut um, but tomorrow. There's a, there's a section on the website if you want to check out some of the charities that are benefiting from it. Again, uh, go to CincinnatiBeerWeek.com. 
uh, under the basically the charities that are benefiting and some of the events that, that are going on, there's a special area that you can find charitable events that are going some way to help people in your community. Um, you know, again, would you like to talk about? Yeah, I mean, we have a couple of different things going on. I mean, some stuff that's not uh, that's not quite beer week related to as far as the end of the week goes. But um, is that what that is? Yes. So I, uh, I actually, yeah, I actually, no, I actually brought, um, I went back before I came out here and grabbed some, uh, Brennan's Bucknut brew from the bright tank. So this is literally out of the bright tank. It's about the freshest you're going to get this beer. There's your dark beer there. Um, it is a, uh, it is a, 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 an Imperial style. I think it comes in like a 10.3. Um, like it beer. is brewed with chocolate and with peanut butter. So Basically, what we did is we teamed up, and we've been a partner with uh, the Cure Starts Now, which you guys might recognize as being the uh, organization that was championed by um, Lauren Hill. And we've been a partner with them for a couple of years now, and this year they approached us. and So we offered Brewmaster for the day uh, as part of their auction. All the proceeds of it went to uh, the Cure Starts Now. And the family that bid on it and bid well and, and won the experience gave it to their son for his 21st birthday present. He's a student at Ohio State University. So they came down and like, you know, we want something to represent what he is, which is Ohio State Buckeyes, obviously, chocolate and peanut butter cookies. We all know those. And um, they came down, they got to mash in and do the whole brew process and everything else. Um, we are tapping it tomorrow. We're having a big event at the brewery. So if you have some availability, please come down where I think we're doing a, I hope I'm not wrong on this. Sorry, Lindsay. Uh, I think it's a buck for every pint that's sold is going to go back to it. But a buck. Yeah, so, uh, so, so, I mean, we'll probably auction some stuff off, some charitable stuff that will go back to the Cure Starts Now. And with this release, we're hoping to uh, get more retailers on board and also have different events. So Jungle Gyms on Thursday, we're going to have this beer. We have some stuff to auction off. The proceeds are going to go back to Cure Starts Now. Uh, for every six barrel that we sell, we're giving $5 back to the Cure Starts Now. For every half barrel, we're giving $10 back. And that's just before anybody does anything else charitable so and chef and, tony from sensitive beer brats is yeah, doing a batch and, yeah he got he got some out of the uh, actually i think it was before fermentation too or uh, not before fermentation that's wrong uh before carbonation so he's got some he's gonna do some uh, special broths there's a little bit in here if anybody wants more um this is very i'll interesting. take a little man yeah there you go i didn't want you to run out <laughs> but uh yeah so i mean we, we're pretty excited about it we, we feel pretty proud to be a part of this obviously we're going to have some more events with the cure starts now and it's going to center this center around this beer a little bit too um so yeah tomorrow i mean obviously i don't want to take away from any of the retailers and everything else but you're fulfilling charitable at least swing by at six o'clock hang out for an hour have a beer or two get to meet the the crew from the cure starts now they're wonderful people um you know, I think the, the cause of champion is awesome. Well. Uh, the brewer will be there. Uh, I believe the family entire. Uh, yeah, I imagine he would be. Brennan would be there. So we're actually sending some beer up to Columbus too because he's uh, still a student up there. So I think it's summertime. He should be down there. I know. I know the family's going to be there. So peanutty, mm-hmm. chocolatey. Not the not beer, you're, right. Yeah, you're not going to get it more fresh than this. I mean, literally, we just blended this. I think this morning and this is and, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, smells fantastic as well. That the chocolate comes through really good too. Yeah, like it's yeah. not too much peanut butter. Yeah, I almost get I almost get a little bit more so. almost get a little bit more chocolate with just that nice little hint of peanut butter on the back end. Uh-huh. But when you walk into the brewery it smells like a freaking peanut the, factory. The nose <laughs> is yeah, I get a lot of peanut butter. Peanuts for sure. I smell it. Uh-huh. So yeah, the buckeyes in it, I mean that that really adds an interesting flavor. I've never I've never mm-hmm. say I've quite experienced something like this in beer before. Yeah, it's nice and dry too. It's got yeah. a little a little bit of a uh, what's the ABV on this? Ten point three, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say wow. it's got a little bit of that heat, but it finishes really, really Man, nice. Right. It's a good summer uh, imperial stout. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not so Right, right, right. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. No, and we'll have this featured. We're doing the the Cure Stars now sponsors the beer, wine, and food festival in Wyoming. So it'll be one of the beers there. And like, like I said, between now and spring, we made it big because we wanted to age for some of the, some of the early part of next year's um, uh, events that they're going to host. We want, you know, we want basically them to have something to kind of come back on and say, okay, we're gonna have a beer there. Not selfishly, but here's something that we can, you know, right, that absolutely. we're a part of. It was charitable. It goes back sure. and then continue that charitable yeah, more than that, just that one. aspect. Yeah. So yeah, pretty absolutely. much everybody that's been coming on and, with the retailers that have been committing to the beer have all uh, been very excited about putting something alongside of it for the charitable aspect. I mean, it's not just like, oh yeah, we'll bring it in here and we'll put it out there. It's like, no, 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 we'll we'll participate in that part of it too because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, life is bigger than all of us. I mean, so it, something like this, I mean, her, her, her dying days, uh, I don't know if that's cold to say, sorry if it is, but uh, I mean, she, that was her focus was like, there's got to be something, there's got to be some attention to this. And that's to me that's mm-hmm. what separates craft beer from so many other industries is that you get these beers and these nights and 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 where it really kind of gets put aside like you walk into a tap room and it isn't even about the beer as much anymore mm-hmm. as it's about something bigger it's about yeah. this person or this cause or this yeah. and you you don't see that with a lot of Everyone places in the community it, come together and do yeah. something greater the synergy that yeah. right it, it, it's it's yeah. really something different and i think that um the beer gets you through the door, but everything, but it's to get the attention on everything else. Absolutely. I mean, right. we, yeah. I mean, we all do something with brew with uh, brew house dog bones. I hope I said that name right. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, I mean, we all do something with them. We all we're all donating, you know, our uh, our spent grain, and and it goes to it. And you know, we all couldn't be more proud to be a part of that association as well because it's just, I mean, the cause it goes for. My brother is a superintendent um, up in Northeast Ohio for MRDD. He's been in the field for forever so you know when i when i discovered that thing it was just it blew my mind it's like that's oh, that's awesome you yeah, know it's, to do it's, it's someone actually like my son my youngest son has autism and so you know it's something that could allow him to develop skills in a particular mm-hmm. area absolutely no matter what the so, event has been i've no matter who's hosting it really it's been impressive just to see it's like in a, a magnet like in the city of just mm-hmm. wanting to give back and do charitable work right, kind of right. thing so um so that's just been one of the kind of the cool things. Like no matter what you come out for, it's just always elbows to elbows, and it it's pretty comfortable that way. So the cure starts out. Were you working with Rick Mark by chance? Uh, Lindsay's been working closer than I have with them. Uh, I, I have to admit, but so she would know all the names. I'm, I've seen. I've been copied on all the emails, and you know, I've been in, in, in a lot of the coordination with with some of the things going on with it. Um, so possibly. Super individual. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know somebody came back and came down today and grabbed a couple of growlers. Or I think they're doing a, they're doing some marketing tomorrow, uh, marketing or exposure tomorrow, like on the news and some different radio shows and stuff like that. Cincinnati Beer Week 2016. Once again, CincinnatiBeerWeek.com. Uh, also, City Beat. That big issue about everything that's happening in uh, in uh, on in and around uh, Cincinnati Beer Week 2016. Uh, we're going to take another final quick break. We'll try to put a bone on it when we come back. Maybe ask a couple of questions, and uh, we'll anybody we'll, on Periscope or Facebook that wants to ask a question. Now it's time to chime in. We'll have more right after this on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> 
This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Called? Beef trust. Beef trust. Yes, my my great great yeah my great great grandmother uh, and her sisters were known around Mount Healthy as the Beef Trust. Why? <laughs> they were they were big women. <laughs> It's all right. It's a logical question. No! That is out of the question! Pretty random question. That's a good question, Harry. Gentlemen, question mark. Gentlemen, question mark. <laughs> okay, may I ask you a question, Doctor? And, and I don't mean to be insensitive. Can I raise a practical question at this point? Yeah. No question. There has been a breakdown in military discipline aboard this vessel. I blame the fish people. That's a good question. I guess I, was, I wasn't really prepared for a follow-up question. Asked and answered. <laughs> The lightning round here on Cincy Brewcast. We've got about five minutes left. We're going to ask questions that don't necessarily have anything to do with craft beer uh, of our panel. Uh, first of all, uh, we'll go from left to right. Colin, Eric, Chris, and Gamel. Cavaliers, love it, hate it. Uh, well, I'm a Purcell grad, so I do love the Cavaliers, but I don't really follow the NBA. <laughs> Cleveland so. Cavs, love it or hate it? Uh, I love it. Go Cleveland. Cleveland Cavs, love it or hate it? Let's go with I love it. All right. Cleveland. Good answer. Ohio team, man. Love it. Love it. I'm happy for LeBron James to get that off his back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys, what do you, what's in the iPod right now? Uh, right now, I think I came up here to uh, the Wood Brothers radio on Pandora. All right. Uh, it was actually Slayer. Very good. <laughs> of course. Uh, good friend of mine. Local band, man, Anthony. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh, what was I listening to? Mass Acoustics and Prince, I think, were the last two that were in Mass that I was playing through. Mass Acoustics and Prince, very they're, cool. they're a small, they're a small band out of Massachusetts. Uh, what non-craft is in your refrigerator right now? Uh, I don't have any non-craft. All right, in my then, then tell us what your craft is. Uh, I think I've got a couple of uh, PSAs from the weekend. Excellent. Uh, it's all drank. <laughs> Nothing in, the in all seriousness, no beer in my you'll, fridge you'll right now. You have to get replenished, yeah. Chris. On the way home, uh, I have no non-craft. I have some homebrew. I've got some craft beer. I've got quite a bit of it. So that's the definition of craft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if my wife haven't hasn't drank it, we either have a bottle or two of Leffy or maybe ooh. even some Great Lakes uh, nice. uh, Scottish ale. Um, what was the next one that I was going to? Uh, fa- are you a father? I am not. Not yet. Okay, no. not yet. You're a father. Yep. What'd you, get for, what'd you get for Father's Day? Oh, wow. Uh, I got a book from my oldest son. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it's about farting. Uh, <laughs> classic uh, piece of literature. Let Absolutely. Me tell you. So, I gave my dad a card about farting. I did too. <laughs> I got that West Sixth Brewing Lexington, Kentucky beer sign from my lovely daughters oh, cool. uh, when they were there last week. Very so, nice. That's a nice very, one. I haven't seen that yeah, yet. Yeah, very excited. Uh, let me see. Do we have any other ones? Anything real quick? Gnome, do you have anything for these guys? I didn't prepare uh, any non-craft questions. Non-craft beer. You got one last craft beer question you can ask in a lightning round fashion my, to these gentlemen? My only other question that I have that I didn't ask was, what would you change about Beer Week next year that um, if you could... Not a bad way to change. Not a bad way to... Um, I haven't really thought about it. It's Monday. This is the lightning <laughs> round, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I uh, just hopefully next year uh, it expands so that we see a little bit more mm-hmm. venues signing up with CincyBeerWeek.com and uh, and participating. Since we'll hopefully have some more breweries to uh, be a part of it. This man next to you will be expanding it as far as the participants. That would be what I would. What I would like to see next year was that we would be involved, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just timing right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so next year will be a little bit different for me. Um, I'm the last remaining original board member, and I'm not planning on running again after this uh. term. But, uh, no, I, I think that uh, seeing um, uh, more people get involved, watching it grow, I, I would mm-hmm. like to see it uh, grow in a controlled uh, pers- uh, fashion so that it's able to sustain that growth sure. and be around for long term. Come out. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think it's always changing. I mean, obviously, as we keep growing, so I just want to still see it be here. Absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Colin Michael Ryan from Blank Slate. Thanks for having me. Eric Bosler from Darkness, our special guest host today. Chris Nascimento from Cincinnati Beer Week. CincinnatiBeerWeek.com, Cincinnati Beer Week 2016. Uh, check all that out. And go get out and do something. There's all kinds of fabulous stuff for 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 new craft lovers, old craft lovers, everybody in between. Just pick something. And, and as Kamel Nagy mm-hmm. from Rivertown, thank you so much. Thank as you. he said, Go to and another thing is go to a restaurant you've never been for before, and go to a part of town you may never have been before. If you're Definitely from the west side, town. go to the east yeah. side. From the east side, go to the west side. Go south. Now you're going to start south. a civil war. No, they, <laughs> no, no. no. And, and they they support us so well, and it's, and it's only fair that we recognize that we need to support them too. And and Cincinnati Beer Week won't be here for a long time if we if we just keep going to the same places or, or if we keep going to the breweries even for that matter we want you at the breweries by the way but <laughs> but, like we, but, but but i mean more at least for us we're, we really want to see you showing up to the retailers and and giving them some love they they they're the reason why Absolutely. Still a lot running. of us when we're young a lot of people start out just drinking warm beer even if whoever made that beer they got used to that but if you just do that all the time never learn anything new Mm-hmm. Get out and try something different. Each time you go out, try and explore something new. You know, having something that you enjoy that's great. Enjoy it, but also try one new beer. Something, yeah, so, new, something so, new and something local. So cool yes. that the brewers not only did the collab beer it, uh, with their various partners, but they are they also produced stuff of their own that is going to be brand new or very very new or just unique, out on the taps. Yeah. Or unique. yeah, it keeps the conversation and going. And it'll so. be and that'll all be there too. So listen, guys, thank you. Couldn't think of a better way to start Cincinnati Beer Week 2016, and we certainly thank you guys. Uh, we're sorry, Miss Steve Shaw. I'm sure he got hung up or caught in traffic or something like that. And of course, Tino will be back with us again uh, very soon. Don't forget our special broadcast, the 22nd Women Craft Beer No Live on Thursday. Live on Thursday, somewhere Stay tuned. here on Cincy Brewcast for the Gnarly No. My name is Mike Cisneros. You've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.